You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Even before you start, that was a preemptive shh. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I already had someone created in my image who's evil and who wants to take over the world, and he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Final segment of the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, and Ticket TV, channel 951. If you have Allo Cable, go ahead, switch it over. You'll see our beautiful faces. Nick is no longer here, though, because he had to go to class. I think He, he was very sp- excited about it, too. Yeah, Just I, think ask he, him. I think he has a speaker in his class, so he's going to go take care of that. So I'm joined by... The one and only Austin Orman. Austin, how are you? I'm great, Rico. How are you? I am doing fantastic, man. I watched some Elite Eight basketball last night. South Carolina did the damn thing. Um, and then uh, Ohio State couldn't get it done. Lost to Virginia Tech. But uh, it's okay. The Nate big- Brennan rejoices. Yeah. The Big Ten had a chance to get three teams in the Final Four. If Maryland would have beaten South Carolina and Ohio State would have beaten Virginia Tech, they would have joined Iowa. Well, what is? It? I think I just saw you retweet. Maryland shot like... 50% from the floor and 50%, on threes or something like that and still lost. 50% from the floor, 50% from three, and scored 75 points. And in the last however many years of the NCAA tournament, the NCAA women's tournament, teams are 123-2 and two when they do when they have that exact stat. Score over 75 or more and shoot 50 and 50. And now they are 123-3. and three. Yikes. Because South Carolina, tough scenes. South Carolina's on a roll of double-digit games of holding teams below their scoring average. They are far and away the best defense in women's collegiate basketball this season, and they are going to face the best offense in women's college basketball. Styles make fights, baby. The best player in women's college basketball, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, the best player in women's college basketball is Leah Boston. I mean, I would also say that, but Caitlin Clark is going to win the award. She's going to win it. Aaliyah Boston is the best player. Her statistics, unfortunately, are they're, they're great, but they're not Caitlin Clark statistics. Here's the other thing. I think Angel Reese from LSU, she's the sister of Julian Reese. Isn't she from Maryland? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure she is. Hmm. Also very good at basketball. She's fantastic. She's she's amazing. Did you see uh, uh, one of her teammates drew in, in marker or in pen, drew a ring? on her finger after they uh, won their game. Yes, yes, that was <laughs> like that's, incredible. That's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be an electric Final Four. Like I said, South Carolina, the best defense, going against Iowa on Friday. Um, and then after that, you have Virginia Tech, who put together a fantastic season. Their point guard, uh, Georgia, can't remember her last name, kind of having a breakout tournament. Um, she's a fantastic shooter. She's also a more. A more. Georgia, a more. Uh, fantastic shooter. Australian. A lot of Australian uh-huh. basketball players out here. Uh, they'll be going. Happy trails, Izzy Bourne, by the way. Yeah, unfortunately, she'll be. She's she's going back to Australia to pursue uh, professional opportunities. Uh, but Virginia Tech taking on LSU and Kim Mulkey with her uh, <laughs> iconic iconic fits. On the men's basketball side, you have Bob Huggins. On the women's basketball side, you have Kim Mulkey. Yep, Bob Huggins in his stool. Yep, no, him is uh, quarters at pullovers. Yeah. But that's, that's all you need. I just love – he just has that wooden stool that he carries. And it's just everywhere with him. Mm-hmm. And he just sits there. And he doesn't really get up. He just sits there on that stool, does his coaching. Remember when uh, Ron Hunter fell out of his stool? Yes. That was incredible. I love it. Ah, so many great uh, Underrated moments. March Madness moment. So many great moments. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk basketball right now because I have a question. I posed a poll question on the Twitter sphere. 
at Radio Rico AC. Get over there and vote in the poll question. All right, you guys ready for this? And it's like it's a joke, so don't take it too seriously. But did Dr. Tom Osborne leave the Huskers program in too good of a spot when he retired? Did he have too much success with Nebraska? He won three out of four championships to end his career. Was that too much? Was that too hard to follow up? It was always going to be impossible to follow up. Um, we were talking about this during break, too. Could have been five in a row. It should have been five in a row. Could have been five in a row. I would say this. Three out of four is incredible. How much does the conversation change if you get rid of the 94 championship and give them the one in 83? Mm. How much, if any, does that change the calculus? Because you get one, what, about a decade, 11 years into when he took over mm-hmm. for Devaney, and then you go another 11, 12 11. years without one. Mm-hmm. But then you have a, a fluke loss in the middle of a really good run yep. at Arizona State. You bounce back, win everything else, and then run the table again in 97. Mm. I don't know if it would change it all that much, just because I think it's just the... That three-year span, let's say they don't win the national championship in, in 94, like you said, right? They win the one in 83, whatever. Mm-hmm. In 94, they lose one extra game. They don't win it, but it's pretty much the same. They go, what, 59-4 and four in that three-year span? I still think that's a lot of success, and it's still it, almost impossible to follow up. No, it's, you're it's never going like, to have the same level of success. Well, yeah, like not the same level of success, but just like getting back to a national championship, getting like – Maybe not sustaining that level of success, but keeping it pretty close. It's still like damn near impossible. Like when Nick Saban retires, depend. I guess depending on who takes over, I still think it's Dabo Sweeney. It's impossible to follow up what Nick Saban is, is has done at Alabama. Well, let's bring it even a little closer to home, Oklahoma. Bud Wilkinson, when he takes over, you have your next guy for two years, six and four, and three and seven. I have a guy for one year, go six and four. Chuck Fairbanks was solid. He got Oklahoma back to closer. Then Barry Switzer, mm-hmm. who follows Barry Switzer, Gary Gibbs, doesn't do anything. Seven and four, eight and three, nine and three, five and four, nine and three, six and six. Nobody remembers Gary Gibbs. No. So that's a pretty. Those are pretty good records. It's they're it's, just it's not it's Barry fun. Switzer. <laughs> it's not Barry Switzer, and it's not Bud Wilkinson. No one's going to be able to succeed Nick Saban at the same level. No one's going to be able to to succeed Dabo Swinney. And keep Clemson at that level. Oh, yeah. Heck, I'd be curious to see what Georgia does to follow up. Um, Being the guy after the guy is always difficult. I mean, Hubert Davis almost did the unthinkable two seasons ago in winning, (laughs) winning it all. A 15-point lead at halftime after Roy Williams retires. Mm -hmm. John Shire just won the ACC Tournament Championship um, his first year after Coach K. And undefeated at home. Undefeated at home. Yeah, so again... You can be successful, but you're not going to be the guy, especially not one year in. It's always better to be the guy after the guy. The guy after the guy after the guy. The guy after, yeah, the guy after the guy after the guy. The third guy. Yeah. Not the great one, not the one to follow the great one, the one to follow the guy that had to follow the great one. Yes. That's what you want to be. Yes. Less the pressure. guy to the third. Yeah, less pressure. Still a lot of pressure, but Plenty. less pressure. Mm-hmm. Because you're taking over because obviously it didn't work with the other guy. Now, if that guy was, uh, I don't know, Frank Solich and he had a pretty decent amount of success, got to a national championship. Still pretty hard to follow up. What you're saying is you'd rather be Bill Callahan than Frank Solich. I mean, honestly, I'd rather be <laughs> Bo Pelini than... 
Bill Callahan? Because Bill Callahan still had no, to follow Solich. No, the guy Solich. after the guy after. But the guy. I did. But I. But still, he had to follow up a pretty like not to the level of of Osborne. But Solich had some success. So did Callahan. I don't want to be that guy. Kinda. He won Kinda. a division title. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> nope, but I'm not around. But I'm not done with you. <laughs> On the block up next. I'll stick around for a little bit. Strick's doing his strict things. Uh, so it'll be me and Austin for a couple of minutes going on there. But thank you guys for listening to the happy hour. Adios. Adios.